I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following, following. the following. Is journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, a quite a great spirit of adventure. Don't you? People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Stuff. You're calling the butler. I'm very partial to tea and muffins. What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. Never trust a hug. It's just a way to hide your face. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing at screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey! Yes, this must be where I live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Radio. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me on episode 7, welcome back to the show, both my companions, Sarah and Veronica. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Hi. Excellent. It's, um, it's a later evening in our, in our recording uh, process here. It's been a long day. We have, watched, we have watched some Doctor Who... Yeah, we have uh, a lot to talk about. We watched a couple of episodes, yeah. and uh, we have some things to say about them, I guess mm-hmm. you have, you could say. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, do you guys want to just get right into it? Do you guys want to, like, how you guys been? What's been up? Uh, yeah, well, I worked a lot this weekend. I yeah. was very tired. I topped it off with uh, catching up with uh, an episode of Doctor Who. We watched mm-hmm. some classic Doctor Who uh, that also kind of correlated with one of the episodes we watched, Arachnids in the UK or whatever that was called, right? Yeah, did very good. Yeah. All right, I did it. Episode four <laughs> of this new series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we start talking about that? Because then we can talk about the classic Who that we watched that kind of correlates to that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Arachnids in the UK? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't know. Did I like it? Well, talk about it. What did you think? Uh, at I'm first, we thought we were going to like it because it was like all creepy, like The Shining with it's, this hotel. Yes. And the premise is cool, but. Started strong. It started strong. Then kind of lost me a little bit, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it lost me. I don't think that. I think that it. Um, it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story, essentially. Ooh, with spiders. Ill- illegal lab dumping. Oversized spiders. These spiders just didn't gain a consciousness and have the ability yeah, to speak English. Yeah, toxic waste transformed spiders into mm-hmm. uh, giant spiders, and that's the premise of this episode. And they're taking over <laughs> yeah. the UK. Spoilers. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, it was creepy, which I appreciated. Sure. As always. I just am getting the ever-growing suspicion, as I said earlier to you guys, that the show is trying to teach me a lesson. and Right. Like it's I, preachy. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the other... Sh- the, the previous show was teaching you lessons in the stories anyways it didn't mm-hmm. need to be so obvious right they're making it they're being very very emotional mm, and yeah. super dramatic and like really pouring on the cheese to make you feel try to feel for these characters and it's just kind of like it's a little bit more of a departure from doctor who than i was expecting i can tell you exactly what i'm missing already and i hope that i'm wrong maybe i'm just missing it because it's not there, or maybe it is there, and it's just so well hidden that I don't know. But I'm missing the Easter eggs. Yeah. Where the hell are the Easter eggs in this episode for anything that's happening in the storyline? Because that's a huge Doctor Who thing, and that's what I love about it is, you know, where's the bad wolf? Where right. is it? What's the you thing know? that they keep going back to? Yeah, what's so, right, the, where's right, my right. hint? Right. What am I looking deeper into? It's like, what is where's the over, Waldo? Yeah. What is the overarching th- overarching thing? Yeah, that's really been bothering me about this new series. Is <clears throat> it is a little aimless. It's bland in that respect. It's just like these location, location, location. These stories, like, they're connected by these characters. Great. But I don't know why I need all of this emotional stuff piled on. Do you I think, think it's still trying to figure itself out. I was yeah. going to say, do you guys think we're maybe being a little extra critical because it is a new series? This is a new showrunner. It's Matt Smith all over again. I was harsh on that first season of Matt Smith. It took me two or three rewatches before I really dug my heels in and said, I like the 11th Doctor. He is a fun character in that first series as the 11th Doctor is really good for Matt Smith. It's way better than when I first watched it. I did not appreciate the Pandorica or the, you know, Prisoner Zero or the, you know, crack in the wall back then. So I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if now when we watch it this first go through, we're going... We're kind of picking it apart. There are some things we're not cool with. There's some things we don't quite see yet. But maybe by the time our journey is over with this series, there will be enough, you know, uh, correlation of things locking mm-hmm. and inter- inter- intersecting, let's say. This season seems awfully upbeat and, like, mm-hmm. hopeful. Like, her, the new Doctor's whole thing is about hope. And uh, it's, it is a little bit of a departure from the Doctor Who that we've been watching yeah you know what i mean yeah i I don't and i don't really have an issue with that like i said really the big thing for me is the easter egg thing Mm -hmm. that and the music (laughs) that oh i can't even with the music yeah i know we were still talking about you're still not sold on the intro the theme no i feel like it keeps trying on different things like this time it was the stranger things yeah, that, it was very that, 80s. That beat that was underneath, that was just that pulse, mm-hmm. plus those, uh, you know, those, um, you know, mm-hmm. those little, those little uh, pad hits or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, that are in the background. They kind like, of have a um, what do you call that? Yeah. Theremin vibe to them. And that that was there was way too much like with with whatever it was it was supposed to be a cello or something that was this like emotional oh, yeah. string line that was playing. It yeah. was like incredibly just like 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like pulsing like i'm seeing the part on my in my mind's eye and yeah. how many how many like you know hairpins in and out you know like how many different like why it was like and everything was vibrato and it was just like so much so and it didn't have to be let's back it up just a little bit here and i know we're in the music but i do want to kind of give a rough synopsis of some of the things that are happening with the tardis crew and mm. what's going on, uh, they finally go home to Earth. The Doctor, after the first episode, has finally successfully got everybody back to where they can go home now. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. V, tell me, what's up with, uh, what do they do with Yaz? What's up with that? Uh, they decide to go have tea at Yaz's. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Except for Graham. He didn't, he wasn't down with that. No. He went off on his own sad adventure. And then they went to go to Yaz's apartment because they were right outside her place or whatever, her flat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she meet, they meet Yaz's family. and Her dad's weird. Her dad wants to make them food and is excited that she brought friends home because apparently she doesn't do that. And I can see why because her sister was super bitchy. Sophia, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I didn't catch her name. So anyway, they go to the neighbor's house to get a parcel that was supposed to be delivered there by mistake or some shit. And then they discover that this uh, neighbor is wrapped up in a spider web. <laughs> and her whole mm-hmm. house is covered in spider webs. And then uh, somehow they end up at... The, oh, yes, his mother works for this hotel where like the hub of the spiders is or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I'm having a hard time recalling. All no, that. you got it. Dead on. Uh, Yaz's mom goes to the hotel that's not yet open. And she's like trying to get a head start because she's the general manager. Oh, yeah. And then she walks in on the big like owner of the hotel who's also like running for president in 2020 in America yeah. or some shit. Yeah, what? A horrible like uh, American portrayal of America yeah. <laughs> by an American actor. I can't remember. Was he like Mr. Big from Sex and the City? Was that the same guy? Let's see. Uh, he was. He was smarmy enough. Now, what the hell was the guy's name, though? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. Uh, he looked really familiar, though. I've seen Jack him. Robertson. Yeah, okay. Chris Noth. Yeah. And Chris Noth did Sex in the City. I was right. Castaway, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, The Good Wife. Yeah, this guy always plays a douchebag. Mm. Like, he was perfectly cast, I suppose, to be the American douchebag presidential nominee. <laughs> So anyways, uh, Yaz's mom walks in on this douchebag talking to some uh, young thing. Frankie. Yeah, some girl Mm -hmm. about uh, the fact that the hotel is on toxic waste or some shit. Yeah, and he's like, deal with the problem. I don't care how you deal with it. Just deal with it. Right, cutting corners and whatever. And then fires Yaz's mom for overhearing the stuff. Super dramatic. Yeah, so they call. She calls Yaz to come pick her up. So everybody ends up at the hotel. Madness ensues. Spiders attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, spiders people, attack. Yeah, like giant spiders attack, and they were uh, gross. It was weird <laughs> it was because like they a like video game. they had like a <laughs> game plan of how they were going to defeat him and whatnot. Um, but they were like still trying to figure out how it all correlated. And then you get the beginning of the episode with this weird conspiracy that Yaz's dad has about the toxic waste has actually come to light and is what is bringing these spiders back to life and making them live much longer. And spiders, as long as they live, can grow. Mm-hmm. So the longer they live, the larger they get. 
enough said. Right. And they're like growing too big and starting to like die. Oh yeah. That's, and that's another thing that's crazy. And that's the, yeah. there's the cello string part with the emotional manipulation yeah. with horrible music, giant, stock music. giant mommy yeah. spider suffocating. Cause she's grown too big. And here comes the American to finish her off. Yeah. Yeah. That was stupid. He came in and shot the dying spider. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This I whole episode, to, I was just like, okay. I started to get that feeling, that whole Davros thing all over again. Like, I'm not mm. going to feel bad for you, giant spider. Yeah. Giant still a giant spider. spider. You when you would eat me. Yeah. If you weren't Kevin. dying. <laughs> Fucking ate Kevin, man. Trying to eat Kevin. He yeah. ate Kevin, man. So were all those people dead or just being stored? Did they ever resolve that? They never uh, resolved that. I'm guessing I'm they're sure dead, they're though. Dead. I'm dead. I'm going with dead. I'm going with dead because dead. That yeah, was gross. Dead. I can't believe they ate Kevin, man. <laughs> I want to know how they, in this multi-million dollar hotel, right, that has all these people there. One, they really didn't walk that far to get to that toxic waste dump that was massive, mm-hmm. okay? Like the size of a freaking city. So, like, I mean, you drive by the dump and you can smell it, mm-hmm. you know? What the hell... How, oh, I didn't know about this. Well, it's like an know? underground dump. Well, yeah, but and, and it's gotta, that means the fumes have got to go somewhere. Right, they and that's why be, they're getting in trouble because it's not going anywhere. It, it's just festering and yeah. creating toxic sludge because they were cutting corners. <laughs> Correct. To save Correct. the bottom line, you know. God. Classic American story. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired and I'm suing you now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I will litigate guy? you. <laughs> yeah. He was the worst. He yeah. was like... Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of a forgettable episode for me. Well, there's some things that we gotta still talk about though, because Graham is going through some shit still, because his wife dies in the first episode, and they're kind of oh yeah, they're really oh, driving home know. the fact that he's a, a recently widowed. He's unable to cope. Just- he can't go home and be home because the memory of her is too strong and it's just fucking And that's why he decides him. to stay with the doctor. And that, and that's what I wanted to drive home. Mm-hmm. They all, after the survival of this event, you know, they trap the baby spiders in the safe room or whatever in the, what do you call it? In the it? hotel. What's that called? Is it a, a safe room? Panic room. A panic room. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then did they just leave the spiders in the safe room? Yeah, yeah to somehow just somehow that's humane. Yeah, to let them just suffocate to death. They'll probably yeah. just eat each other until there's only one mega spider. How is that them. humane? I know oh. that's, that's like Sparta. Questionable at best. <laughs> and also, was this the episode that was? Where's the TARDIS? No, that's the next one. Oh, yeah, it's the next one. That's okay, the next this one, one is they decide to go away with her into space and oh, time. Oh, that's right. Best friends. And leave best their lives behind for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Team TARDIS or Team something TARDIS. boring like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why was mm-hmm. it so boring? It could have been so clever. Yeah. Matt Smith would have been clever. Well, they're yeah. just keeping it basic now. I, I still think there's a possibility that this story will evolve some more. We also forgot there was the doctor, Jade McIntyre, the other scientist lady who was from the lab. And she's like, oh, I've seen these spiders before because. Oh we've yeah, been, she was completely forgettable. She was, uh, yeah, very oh, very yeah. subplot character who she yeah. Oh, it was weird. I think the problem that the last few episodes we watched of Doctor Who is is that there's so many characters and plot holes that, or not plot holes. I'm sorry, plot lines, lines, yeah, and subplots and, and subplots stuff. and random plots that have like it's just like t- they're shoving a lot of shit in there, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I've been like, I don't know if I'm confused at the end of the episodes. Not because I'm confused about the story, but because of all of the, how am I supposed to feel about right, this? Right, exactly. Am I supposed to feel good 
Am I supposed to have learned something? Am I like supposed to be, I don't know. I just, I get confused. These episodes are not, I don't know where they're going. So I mean about like, I want, I want that one thing that's tying everything together. Mm -hmm. And it's, if it's there, it's pretty hidden. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have picked up on anything from episode to episode, but I sure haven't. Mm-mm. Not really. No, I haven't picked up on anything. Mm-mm. And that was the like literally the best part of Doctor Who for me. Right. I the mean, Bad like Wolf was my favorite. Like that whole thing that, and then and talking the about or- it, <laughs> and like as you're going through the season, trying to figure out, you know, who this person is or mm-hmm. what this is about or or whatever. The whole Missy thing is was fun. Man, there was, you know, remember before the master came back, Nate? Like the first time, John Sim? Yeah. And how everybody was like, oh, I don't know if the master's coming back. Mm -hmm. It was like this big thing, you know. I don't know. I just feel something's real dry. Uncertain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still in the kiddie pool here. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to go jump off the diving board. I feel like it might be like Earth 2's version of Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) Mixing fandoms here, but... Yeah. You know, like it's like Doctor Who fan fiction, maybe. Oh, no, we can't. We can't put it in that category yet. (laughs) I'm not saying that it's bad. I like it. I'm enjoying watching it. I really love Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. She's still killing it, yeah. yeah. And I love the companions too. I think that's what I'm has me. I'm all right me, with the companions. I think that's what has me still very, you know, intrigued to tune in to see what they do because they have a great cast. Yeah, I'll keep watching it. Mm. I just feel like they could be doing a little bit better to service the Doctor Who mythology and yeah. not so much like trying to convince us that this is a brand new Doctor Who because we get right. it. Yeah, that's a little that's a little nostalgia feeling. and a little couple of callbacks here and there would be nice. Yeah, yeah. To remind yeah. me that I'm still in that Hoovian world. Yeah, yeah. You can't just like, yeah, maybe it's just a bubble world. Yeah. No. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to pull up something here. <laughs> I had something for you. Uh, but, yeah, I, are you ready to move on from this episode? Yeah. Well, actually, okay. I have a little bit of continuity I wanted to bring up to you guys. Luckily for us, the TARDIS wiki uh, uh, has like cool little facts so while you're talking about little Easter eggs, here's some things you might have missed, right? So it says, the doctor returns her companions to Sheffield half an hour after they left. That's um, that's back at the Woman Who Fell to Earth episode. Mm-hmm. The doctor once more refers to her TARDIS team as FAM. That was in the first episode. Uh, Sarah Jane Smith had previously told the 10th doctor that he had the biggest family on Earth in the form of his companions. The doctor calls her group Team TARDIS. Um which referred, is referred to back to Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Uh, uh, the Doctor reiterates in this episode her dislike of guns, which they have multiple references, uses a psychic paper, which we haven't seen, I don't think, yet this season. Was that the first time we saw psychic paper? I think we've paper? seen it. I think it's been... Has it? I think so. Subtly? I, I think At so. At least once. I yeah. can't remember. It's hard to remember. The Doctor also states she calls people dude now. Which yeah, I love that. I caught that. I'm calling people dude now. I dug that. Okay. So, yeah, that episode was okay. Um, I don't think it's the best episode, but I think it was it was a decent. I thought it was kind of a forgettable episode. One thing I will say, it was not. It was not scary like I had read reports. 
Yeah, you had hyped it up to be like, oh, people are like turning it off. It's so freaky. That's no. what it even said, too. Is there were some people. <laughs> the Weeping that were... Angels were freaky. The, oh, weeping, the weeping Angels, angels were, were freaky. freaky. Silence was freaky. The silence was freaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was not freaky. That was the just like. The spiders were not freaky. It was just like, oh, man, I feel like I'm watching a video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't like arachnophobia. <laughs> that movie that's worth a rewatch there There was some uh, speaking of watching old spiders Mm. this episode of classic who we watched uh Mm. let me find the title the book consult our book here the making of doctor who yeah planet of the spiders we watched that six episodes the blue crystal the doctor found on the planet oh god jesus this is ridiculous do you want to read it sarah you're our resident librarian. Did you really just give up on that? That it's was so incredible. Silly. It's so silly. That was silly. incredible. You were like one line in and said, nope, not today. All right. What am I reading? The Planet of the Spiders. That's the six episode. One arc paragraph. Watched. I read like four chapters last, last episode. Well. <laughs> the Blue Crystal. What is this? Okay. Planet... Of the Spiders, six episodes by Robert Slowman. Slowman. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Slow man. Yeah, that's what it is. Slowman. Uh, okay. The blue crystal the doctor found on the planet Metabolus 3 and gave to Joe Grant as a wedding present in The Green Death, 1973, is vitally important to the giant spiders who rule the planet. Using a group of mystics at a Tibetan meditation center as their channel, the spiders send an emissary to recover the crystal. The doctor and Sarah are transported to Metabolus, and the doctor leads a revolt of the planet's human slaves against their spider rulers. He defeats the great queen of spiders, but in the process, his body is riddled with deadly radiation. The doctor returns to his friends on Earth, apparently a dying man. However, the Tibetan monk Cho Ji... In reality, time in reality, a time lord himself accelerates the regeneration. The regeneration process. The doctor begins to change. Dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last uh, of that doctor. Mm-hmm. Of John the final serial of John Pertwee is mm-hmm. the Planet of the Spiders. And we didn't realize that when we had it on. We just had had it on, you know, and we're watching it here and there. And then all of a sudden he's dead and we're starting to regenerate. And I was like, holy shit, I've never seen him regenerate. (laughs) Uh, Interesting to note, you bring up regeneration. This is the first time that term is introduced in Doctor Who. In this series? In the entirety of Doctor Who. The first time the term regeneration was actually genuinely introduced into Mm -hmm. canon is this story. Oh, no shit. Correct. Yeah, isn't this the one where the spiders are like, uh, they have like really high-pitched, weird, like, mm-hmm. you will spidery voices, you know? Yes. So okay. funny you mentioned voices. I've got yeah. some notes on the voices. Yuzan Churchman had provided the voice of Alpha Centuri in both Curse of Peladon and the Monster of Peladon. The series, I remember that one, yeah. The serial immediately preceding Planet of the Spiders. She would briefly reprise the role in Empress of Mars in 2017. Kismet Delgado, the widow of Roger Delgado, you guys know him as the master, during mm-hmm. the Third Doctor's mm-hmm. era, so this is at the point he had died, um, was one of the voices for the spiders. <laughs> oh. And Carl Forgione would later play Nimrod in Ghostlight, 1989. Christopher Burgess had previously played Swan in Enemy of the World, which was a 1968 serial. 
probably second doctor, I would guess. Mm. So um, that's some interesting things to note about Planet of the Spiders. Uh, it was a really silly, silly little show. Little yeah. silly arc with really silly looking spiders. I really want to rewatch. Tibetan monks and like yeah. 70 hippies. It was, it was weird. It was some yeah. weird shit, guys. But I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, Sarah was the companion. Yeah, yeah. She was adorable. She had the best fashion. I don't know. I really like Joe Grant's fashion. She had that fuzzy blue coat that I yeah, really, she, really want. Mm, Do we need to have a have whole episode on fashion? Yes. Mm-hmm. They have tons good. of fashion. Fashion. Turn to the left. Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, as you guys were we saying. post our favorite pictures. Metabellus mm-hmm. 3. Favorite outfits. Is where this takes place. The Spider Queen of Metabellus Three. Um, and interesting to note, Tom Baker did not get credited for his debut as the Doctor. Oh no, kidding! He's uncredited Ooh. in that first episode. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. How many seasons did Tom Baker do as the Doctor? Oh. Should we consult the I book? I'm pretty sure it's seven. It won't be in the book because he was still the Doctor then. Oh, and this only went up to John Perry. No, it went up to like early into his run as the oh. doctor. So he did. Boom, Doctor Who. Whatever. You fill some space with words. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, let me see that book. Okay, let me see. One other thing I really like about this book is that they do have um, that silly little glossary at the end. They also have writer's story breakdown. I don't know. I don't know. I liked that episode. I thought I thought it was a, a, a good series. Seven. Or Tom, arc. Tom Baker was seven. Thank you. Seven. That's a lot. Seven series. Uh, the longest ever as Doctor. Wow, that's a long time. No wonder so many people like him and can associate yeah. him as their Doctor. Exactly, yeah. he had the longest run. That makes sense now. I really, really was hoping and wishing that David Tennant would break that when he was on his way to the fifth season. And then mm-hmm. after the fourth mm-hmm. season, they announced there's not going to be a fifth season. What? And then they're going to do specials instead. And I was like, nope, it's done. Mm-hmm. He's going away now. And then they announced that he was being recast. and. Mm-hmm. Speaking of specials, didn't you say there was uh, some news about oh, specials? and that's a motherfucking segue. Mm-hmm. Riding on the segue, segue. Okay, so uh, <laughs> oh that was my segue song. So I, I want to get, what? You're riding on my segue, my segue. Riding <laughs> on my segue, it's a segue song. Okay, what? Okay, so <laughs> Doctor Who Christmas special has been scrapped for this year. Yeah, I think that's weird. So, mm-hmm. what are you guys' thoughts? Give me your thoughts, well, opinions. What What were the reasons? What are like the actual reasons they decided not to do a holiday special? Yeah, is it because it's Christmas? Chris Chibnall says the reason is simple. After 13 years of the annual event, they've run out of ideas for Doctor Who Christmas stories. What? Whoa. He says, I sort of think we might have mined and possibly overmined every single thing we could about Christmas in Doctor Who. No. And the last time we more or less ignored it. Essentially saying that the finale of 12 
Christmas is the most afterthought thing, which it really is. There's no mention of Christmas. So, and they have been doing it. I mean, you think they did the Doctor, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is kind of like your Chronicles of Narnia thing. You did your Snowman. You did your Santa Claus episode. You did your Attacking Christmas Tree. They're claiming they don't have any ideas for that's a Christmas-based. That's not what you want to do, guys. You I don't want to ever say I don't, that uh-uh. you've run out of ideas for something. I don't think it's that they... I think. Hear what he said. He says, because that's them paraphrasing, but he said, I sort of think we might have mined and possibly overmined every single thing we could about Christmas, meaning everything that people associate Christmas with, they have done on a grandiose scale for 13 straight seasons. Right, and that's why it's tradition. Because Christmas is always the same. (laughs) Right, and it doesn't have to be about Christmas. It could be a holiday special. But hold up. It could be about family. Because Chris Chibnall says this. Snow. I would definitely think that there's another episode after the end of the series, meaning it's not going to be a Christmas special, but we will get a bonus after the year thing. It just won't be associated with a Christmas special. It's not the same. Interesting because this is probably going to chuff off Mr. Stephen Moffat, who back in earlier, before Chibnall took over, said, uh, and I quote, but we had the awkward business that Chris didn't want to start with the Christmas episode. Quite rightly. Chris Chibnall didn't want to take over on Mm. Capaldi's Christmas episode. He didn't want to do any Christmas episodes, apparently. So Mm. there was a momentary possibility that there wouldn't be any Christmas episode. So I suggested that I do the Christmas episode and talk to Peter into doing one more so that Doctor Who wouldn't lose the slot. Mm. And now it's done. Game over. Lame. No more Christmas. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I should feel anything about it. I'm not mad at it. I don't really think I'm mad at it. You know? I really... Yeah, but they have a whole new cast, and they're like really into this whole driving them, driving the point home that they're like a a family now, a team. Sarah, what did you mm-hmm. say was one of your thoughts on why they might be doing this? You had said this earlier. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um. Well, I just thought right off the top that maybe since it's a uh, different show you know and they're doing different things that maybe they want to be more all-inclusive and they don't want to keep it exclusive to just the christmas holiday you know because that's been what it is like you said driving it home i guess for christmas but uh like you said they could do like a family thing they could do something else instead which apparently they are they might yeah i might lame i just like it around like that time frame though because Mm -hmm. it's like when typically when i watch doctor who is christmas break right well i don't know that's what i thought is maybe they were trying to be more i think that's a really good way to look at it too actually is that it's possible that they are just going okay i think that uh well i think that we need to do something that's not necessarily christmas they've definitely been trying to hit home they want everybody to be a fan of this show they don't care what your what your background is is. 2018 they want everyone to be included they want everyone to have an opportunity to enjoy it interesting to note did you guys notice jodie whittaker's subtle uh wardrobe change in the second episode we watched her shirt color her shirt the whole entire second episode that we're getting ready to get into was the blue but then when they went and they finish, they essentially wrap that drama. It's the red shirt. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm. I, I, it's weird. I didn't notice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. 
It's very strange. So, I don't know. so let's talk <laughs> about it. Uh, the Saranga conundrum. Mm. Yeah, that latest episode I didn't really think was that great. I was a little disappointed. I mean, it had all the makings of being cool sci-fi, like scary mm-hmm. shit. Like it had the 2001 vibe. It had the mm-hmm. alien vibe. But all in all, it was a little lackluster. It was like a little of a letdown of an episode. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Do you want to talk about this one, Nate? You want me to open it up and kind of say what some of the stuff that happens in the episode is? Sure. Uh, so the doctor, after the last episode and the crew deciding they're going to be together in a team, we see the TARDIS in the time vortex, which looks wicked now. It was trippier. It looked kind of like Doctor Strange-esque, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's flying, and then they land, and they're searching for junk on this planet, and the TARDIS is just on this, like, landing strip of land. It's a landing strip. I don't know why I said of land. Kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> but, uh... They're searching for these things, and they think they find something, but they actually find a sonic bomb. And the bomb goes off in their face. Legit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, they're going to like have like one second to change the future of themselves or some shit, and they're going to be like locked in some sort of one-second time portal or some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Uh, they wake up, and they are in a weird spot. They are just... Not really sure what exactly is going on. They're kind of in a hospital. Mm-hmm. The doctor wants her TARDIS, obviously. But yeah, they're all disoriented. But they're actually in a hospital, which turns out to be like a rescue ship. Mm-hmm. And like, it's flying kind of away like a Red Cross from, ship. It's flying away from that junk planet where the TARDIS is left mm-hmm. on like a scrapper's planet. So she's of course worried that somebody's going to you know steal it. But. Well, we thought that was important. We thought that was important. <laughs> yeah. Turns out they don't mention that the rest of the fucking episode. They don't even not get even back at to the it. end. I'm yeah. assuming this next episode they'll still be like on this adventure trying to get back to the TARDIS or something. I certainly hope so because if they just show up somewhere else, like oh we're here now, right? Oh yeah, I'm we just a- like transported back there. Yeah, I'm gonna feel a little ripped off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this episode. I mean, that little creature. What was it called? The little little guy that was eating the ship. Okay, the little shit. The little guy that was eating the ship was called a patang. Oh yeah, patang. It looked cute, but yeah. I guess it could just like eat anything, and it was just actually wanting to eat and consume energy. Right. All I kept thinking the entire episode was like, oh, well, it can't be trapped because it just eats through everything. I mean. Torchwood, don't you remember the thing that Owen steals the little thing and he's like and like throws it on the ground and it captures it like yeah. puts it in a prison? Yeah. How is it it's not that's not matter. Like why yeah, can't but it's they energy and he eats energy trap it like that? True. It is energy. Is it? Yeah. I was just thinking like what cuz it was just eating like parts of his ship, you know. Right, it was just eating everything. It was eating metal, but yeah. then she the, the doctor determined that it really was searching out energy sources. So in like, basically the whole episode was just was really long. Confusing. It was really long and it was just like private conversations between different characters. It was like I was watching a really long play. And then the man baby. Yeah, there was a character who... <laughs> this He's dude, a gift tan. This, yeah, this yeah. alien uh, man who looks like a human is pregnant. and Ed Sheeran. Having a baby. Yeah. 
And like there's all these random subplots that I didn't really feel all that invested in. Mm-hmm. And like the pilot and her brother, this like sick pilot and her brother, like, mm-hmm. you know, having to like control the ship to like steer them. I mean, there's so many convoluted plot lines that didn't even need to be happening. Like so none of those had, stories even needed to happen, I guess. You had the... Not the, that deeply anyway. The lady pilot, uh, what is her name? Eve Cicero, I think. And she uh, has, like, pilot's heart or whatever. So she has to have, like, the adrenaline blockers that she keeps I'm assuming it's some injecting. kind of disease she's gotten from flying. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> getting, like, uh, adrenaline, rushes. adrenaline rushes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that subplot's going on. And they didn't really this. explain how she's flying this ship. She's just, like, somehow plugged into it all of a sudden. Yeah, they don't really explain that either uh, at all. Uh, it was like we were supposed to care about all these things, but they didn't bother explaining any of these things. Right, right. Like, don't just demand my emotional investment. Right. Like, I feel a little like ripped off from this episode. I I only have so many fucks to give. Right. About these characters. Yeah. Right. To put it bluntly, right. and I just can't invest in that many people that I know. Somebody's gonna die. Somebody. Mm-hmm. They, these people are not lasting past this episode. Like, why? Why do I need to invest so much energy into someone died, brother? This or that. Like, I don't. I don't care. I just. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't care for, in this episode, anyways. I think the reason that these last couple of episodes we've been having a hard time with is because they have been like purposeless. Yeah. At least it seems. There's no connecting tissue. I Well, like I said, I hope there is. But we just I don't see seen it, it right now, exactly. Yeah. It's making uh, me become less invested in it, though. Me too. So here's an interesting thing. Sarah, again, talking about Easter eggs, and there's something that we probably need to talk about. In this episode, we actually see images of Cyberman, Ood, Weeping Angel, the Raxatorical Fallopatorius, the Suntaran, Silent Silurian, and a Zygon in quick succession. I haven't seen any of those. You did, though. When she's searching the Patang on the console, those quickly roll through the Rolodex. You see each of their images really fast. Oh, I think I was eating a bite of cereal at that (laughs) point. Didn't see any of those. Yeah. (laughs) I've been really jamming this new uh, Corn Flakes Lucky Charms cereal. Yeah. Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms. Yeah. Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms. Yeah, not Corn Flakes. Corn Flakes are boring. Whatever, oh, yeah. Frosted Flakes, Corn Flakes, whatever. But it is my jam. I'm mm-hmm. really into them. The Patang was a cute little monster. Mm-hmm. I liked that yeah. monster design. It was cute. Because it yeah. like you, you had like the, when the thing's moving really fast, you're like, oh my God, this giant thing is going to fucking wreck that dude. It's this tiny little naked thing. It's this tiny little naked monster guy. He's so cute. Yeah, and for some reason, like the, the ship is going to self-explode like blow up there's a bomb on their ship i can explain stop that the, I, I'm, okay go ahead. sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i could have explained it too but you can go ahead and explain it probably more eloquently than i can because oh, i don't really care there's not really mm. a bomb on their ship there's a self-destruct thing to protect the people that are at the hospital the ship is going to right and in case noticed, there's insurgents and aboard. the ship is under duress mm-hmm. it's noticed that there's a patang on board and it's sent back and said are you in danger They've had to lie and say, no, we're not in danger. Because we don't want you to blow us up. Mm-hmm. Because the jet- the uh, fucking life boats jettisoned the escape pods. And one exploded. With, with one of the doctors in it. In it. Yeah, yeah. It was a bummer. R.I.P. 
Yeah, so uh, they trick the the little monster into eating the bomb. The bomb blows up in his little tiny tummy, Mm -hmm. and he looks super pleased and full. So they just kick him off the ship and float him into space. And he's like, peace out. Bye. Hungry. (laughs) He's like, okay, bye. (laughs) And that was the end of that problem. And then... uh, yeah, the, they, the dude had his baby, and that was fine. The brother ends up piloting the ship. Yeah, the sister died, RIP. The brother pilots the ship, and they're fine. And no mention of the TARDIS. None. Zero. And episode. And episode, and yeah. And we're supposed to be okay with that. I mean, yeah. I think they said something about, because the one lady said <laughs> that there was the teleport. Yeah, they were going to teleport them somewhere. So maybe they're teleporting them back to where the TARDIS was. Well, yeah, but still, the whole thing... If they thing, have access to teleports, why are they even on a fucking ship? Why didn't they just teleport to the other fucking... Because they didn't have a teleport on the ship. It was at the hospital they arrived well, why at. wouldn't they have a teleport on their ship? That's so stupid. Well... This is supposed to be the 60-something century. 67th century, actually. On then why wouldn't they be thinking Sarango. about that? Have, like, emergency teleport or... Mm-hmm. If they bother having or... teleportation systems, why not just travel exclusively that way? You guys are airtight. There's not getting shit past you. <laughs> Damn. No. This is Doctor Who, man. You're supposed to be looking into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking into it, and I'm seeing a void. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be pleased because it's Doctor Who. But... Things keep getting in the way, you know? <laughs> I like how the doctor also claimed that she was a doctor of medicine, science, engineering, candy, floss, Legos, philosophy, music, problems, people, and hope. Mm-hmm. Mostly hope. I do really like her as the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take away anything from that. I do like that. No. I just feel like uh, it's not quite sold me as Doctor Who yet. Mm-hmm. We'll keep watching. Mm-hmm. Tim Price, interestingly enough, receives a creator credit for the Patang, the first time such a credit is given on a creature or character's first appearance. Mm. Interesting. Maybe they'll be using it some more. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I did say we were watching another new show that had a Doctor Who cast member in it. The new Netflix series, The Chilling... Adventures of Sabrina. Missy. I'm super into it. We've only watched one episode so far, but Missy is the villain, and I'm super stoked. Yeah, it's. Uh, it seems like it's shaping up to be kind of a good one. I hope so. Everybody's that I've talked to likes it. Mm. Can you guys push this stuff back? I'm going to put the screen in the middle of the television. We're going to watch the uh, Demons of the Punjab trailer for the next episode of Doctor Who. Okie dokie. If one of you could push the, uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. Hmm. Thanks, Jody. You're the bomb. <laughs> uh, so that looks interesting. It looks like they're going to be infringing on Yaz's like ancestors hmm. and her timeline, and that they're going to be possessed by demons of some sort. Okay, interesting. Looking forward see. to it. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Okay. Shall see. Well, is there anything else we want to do before we get out of this episode? We got a pretty short one for our audience this week. 
Yeah, I feel like we covered pretty much what we wanted to talk about. I'm not really feeling the last couple of episodes. I'm hoping that it settles in after, mm-hmm. you know, this next episode and or two. It picks up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to watch and see where it goes and get it, be into it and wish for the best. Let me but... see. Let me see that book, please. Sure. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, so there are four possible options here. Mm-hmm. Do you want the left page or the right page? The left. Left page. Okay. I know what one we're going to watch because I've already seen some of it and it's really great. For our next assignment, for the next classic cut, we're going to go back to the second Doctor and watch a six-episode arc called The Enemy of the World. Sarah, do you remember The Enemy of the mm-hmm. World? It's really clever because Patrick Troughton plays two different characters i love him yeah he yay. does he, he plays like in he an plays evil the dictator. doctor and an evil dictator yay yeah and oh, i'm so pleased amazing it's so good it's <laughs> oh, yeah. it's definitely you, he kind of reminds me of mo, mo howard yeah a little bit you end up forgetting that he is playing a different character though like you forget it, it it's almost two different people genuinely yeah mm-hmm. he's a really good actor cool yeah well i'm excited about that that so we'll good. be checking out the enemy of the world. Sweet. I think that's going to do it this week for Gallifradio. As always, folks, you can check us out every other Friday right here on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. You can get all the different shows on our network, whether it's uh, Journey Into Comics, Porn Entertainment, Poor News, Adulting Ain't Easy, Foodies Watching Movies, Journey Into Wrestling, Podcastrophy, Kids for Sale, uh, Voice Survival Podcast. This one, Gallif Radio. Brews with Dudes. Best of the week. I think I got them all. Damn. It's a lot. Podcastrophy <laughs> also has its own feed. I think that's important to mention. Go to podcastrophypod.podbean.com. Bingo. Nailed all hmm. the plugs you this week Nailed for Gallif Radio. Um, I think that's going to do it. You good, Sarah? You got anything else to add? Uh... I don't think so. I other than like I feel bad that I have to complain so much about this new series. Yeah, I well, don't like to have to complain. Yeah, sorry, about this was it. a little bit of a bitch fest. Yeah, <laughs> it's my stories. You know, I'm petting this cat right now. Very sacred. <laughs> this too. is my so- yeah. my stories. Your soaps. Yeah, I don't know. They're not really your soaps. It's, it's more just like critiquing it because, like, you know, we're still going to watch it. <laughs> and it means a lot to us. But it's not like we ha- we're hating on it. We're just finding the things that we're not quite satisfied with. And as fans of the series and mm-hmm. long tenured yeah. fans at that, I think we have that right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I agree. All right. So well. that's all. Maybe we'll find something less. I guess if we watch Enemy of the World, we'll have lots to talk about. Oh, man. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. We should probably start that like tonight but um mm. okay well uh i think that's gonna do it for this episode of gallif radio this is episode seven they ate kevin man mm. <laughs> i am nate sarah and veronica we'll see you guys somewhere throughout space and time later